back. Oh, goodness. Whoa. I'm excited to be back. He's Yay. excited to be back. He's excited to be here. God, he is... He's, he's full of energy. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> well, you've never... Like that. That's from Important Videos. Dang it, you didn't watch Important Videos. No, I'm sorry, man. The YouTube playlist, damn it. No, no, anyone who's, like, into YouTube gets that. <laughs> yeah, I, that's that's something I gotta... Thank you for reminding me. No, don't worry, it's not really something that's super important. Well, I mean, it's um, it's the big collection of videos. It includes... It, it's where I very... It's the it's where I heard um, Steiner Math for the first time. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, I heard it in... And it's where I first heard uh, Jericho's I'm from Winnipeg, you idiot, before I was even a wrestling fan. Yeah, right. I remember now. There you go. It's like a small playlist and such, and I'm going to hit my microphone while I'm live. That's not even how I was going to start off with banter. I was going to start off with bantering. Oh, you know what You know what annoys me, Jordan? You know what annoys me, what Jordan? Annoys Sometimes they don't, they don't tell you. They don't tell you growing up. They don't tell you, like, you know, what it means to be pooping, right? Okay. Yeah. They don't tell you that, you know, or most Jews have IBS. Oh. So today's okay. been not fun for me. <laughs> Oh, no, you having some problems? <laughs> yeah, that's kind of why we started a little late here. Sorry, friends. Just figured I'd put it out there for everybody. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's all right. I'm sorry if that's no, too No, worry about it. Hey, some, hey, you know what? If you got problems, you got problems. <laughs> it's okay to share that here. I'm... <laughs> I like to think sometimes we're a bit of a comedy podcast. I think it's sometimes it's okay to be comedic and to talk about, you know, you poop. Everybody poops. Yeah, that's okay. Everyone's had yeah, funny common... shit stories. Yes. Everybody shits, everybody fucks. <laughs> exactly. Everybody exactly. You know, they don't they don't fuck Pokemon. No. But Those Pokemon aren't real. Exactly. But I learned one day that many Pokemon that you would fuck. <laughs> yes. But Yes, that is true. That's true, but that was another day, and we'll and someday we'll get into more of those Pokemon. But for now, where the hell are we? We'll tell you uh, first. Where the hell are we? Uh, yeah, we'll tell you first that I'm Jordan and I'm Jared, and welcome back to the JJ Scarecast podcast. Woo! A podcast about who cares? Well, I'll tell you. I'll tell you something. It's well, we care. Yeah. It's stuff we care about. Stuff we care about. And if you don't care about it, you can check the time codes that I lovingly take the time to write out while editing. The time I, I take so much time to write those codes. You know, you can just stick up around, skip around unless you want to hear our beautiful voices talk about what this and trick you into. Uh, you've already been tricked maybe into listening to us. Uh, but today, some stuff that we're talking about includes... Kingdom Hearts 4, 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 Kingdom Hearts 4. Thor, Love, and Thunder. Yes. Kingdom Hearts uh, 4 and Thor. Yes. Uh, more Buzz Lightyear. Uh, lots of wrestling stuff. Including the big Forbidden Door. It's a, it's a lot of marvels today we're talking about. Because also got Moon Knight we were talking about. It's halfway through there. Halfway through Moon Knight. Moon Knight's been lots of fun. And the Lunar Warrior. Mm, it's been so... Oh my god, I love the, that show. I cannot wait to talk Lun about it. Lunar Dude. It's also great that we're talking about Thor Love and Thunder also because it, it brings in something I want to talk about with like the gods in the Marvel Universe and such too. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, but for now, we start off with how it is. I usually like to start things off with some previous episode corrections and notes. Right, but that's impossible. You're never wrong. Oh. Oh, it's true. Episode 50, I mentioned something about the rules for a, piece, uh, for a, PG, 13, uh, for a PG-13 movie. 
Mm-hmm. I can hear my dog whining downstairs, I think. Um, I thought that was your chair, yeah. Yeah, no. Okay, oh, no. I, I hope she's not She's not. Bad. She's not hurting. I hope she's okay. So in PG movies, you get like three dams and one ass, apparently. Okay. It's a PG that movie. That is the rule. Yes. Cool. I get, oh, not PG-13. I guess that's what the rules for swearing in PG-13 movie it was like a bunch of shits and one fuck. Mm-hmm. That's what I had. That's what we said. Yeah. Uh, Jordan, you mentioned wanting cameos from older Batman film villains, and then you mentioned Jim Carrey, and now last time we were talking, uh, Jim Carrey is now retired. Is thinking of retiring? Yes, he is. Uh, as far as Batman cameos, I mean, we got to get like Tom Hardy back as Bane. Tom Hardy as Bane That's again. Yeah. So if consult rules or goals, trust me. Exactly. Oh I mean, come on, like... Yeah, hold on. Oh, Jared's checking on something, folks. She's, like, right outside there, but I can't help uh-huh. her right now. Uh, is is Foxy okay? No, it's not Foxy. It's Izzy, the other one. Oh, it's The one who doesn't right. bark. She's doing okay. She's just old. All right. Uh, but yes, we want the destiny of the cameos. Yes. <laughs> Probably not where you went Jack to. Jack Nicholson. Oh, God. Ooh. How old is he at this point? Do you think he'd be willing to do it? I mean... I think he's in his 80s. God. He's been around forever. He has. He is 84. I forget that he's originally from Neptune. Holy shit. Or Neptune City. That's, for, that's in New Jersey here. Okay. Here, morning, New Jersey. That's not about to say he's from, he's from like the planet Neptune. I'm like, that explains a lot. <laughs> that explains yeah. the face. <laughs> it does explain the face. And um, speaking of New Jersey, me and you went on a trip down south here in New Jersey. Well, not south exactly, like midway through. Yeah. Well, for us, it's south. Yes. It is south for us. Anywhere yeah, on the shore to- is south. <laughs> Yeah, we we went to the Stone Pony. Oh my fucking god, the legendary Stone Pony! My first time inside inside the building. I've been to the Stone Pony for the summer stage shows, so I've never actually went inside the building. But oh my god, the guitars everywhere on the walls. Oh, <laughs> me and Jordan last week, or Jordan and I. I need to. Uh, I have. Eng- I know English. I went to college. <laughs> we went to the Stone Pony to see the band Fozzy. Yes. Which, for those of you who don't know, is Chris Jericho's band. Chris Jericho, professional wrestler, is his band. And we went to a VIP signing. We got to see a little concert by the band before the show actually starts. Uh, got to hear some songs that the band won't, wouldn't play later on that night, um, which I think was one of the hits. Um, and then they also played for us Loverboy, <laughs> working yeah, for the weekend. Fun. That was good. Oh yeah, I, it was such a good show. Chris is into it. Chris is into all of us. I wish we could have gotten like singular like selfies with him. That was yeah, the only thing we got, and cool. and other things to sign. Um, I'm glad that you tried to go and ask a non wrestling question. Yeah, because I'm sure like he's probably sick and tired of of, of listening. But it's like, but it's like at the same time, I should have. I asked them what like their favorite go to like snack was on the road. But yeah, it's exactly. Like they're all. They're all smart. See, they're all on diets. They're all eating healthy food. But uh, some of them had some ones like pizza, yeah. uh, Slim Jims, you know. And then I was I like, okay. Were, I think they were just trying to come up with an answer. Yeah. But then I was like, but, yeah, what, yeah. I was like, what about your favorite, like, gas stations along the way? You know, that you get the snacks at, even, even though they're not snacking. Because, you know, I say Wawa or Sheets and there's people who go like Quick Check or something like that. I'm a Wawa person here. We got a Wawa in town and it's, ma- and it's great. 
Wawa's good. Wawa's good. Um, but what, someone, some one of them mentioned having a Wawa story at one point. I can't remember what it was. Or they couldn't tell it or oh, something. Yeah. Like that. Oh no, they couldn't tell yeah, it. There was a kid. Yeah, because there was a. Because one of the uh, VIP members was a, a was a younger kid. So oh yeah, a small child. Not really appropriate story. Exactly. Uh, he got like right up in my face one point in front of me when I was filming it. I was like, I felt good because you know, don't you hate when like people are filming like they're looking the whole show through their camera lens like that? Yeah, I know. I was doing my best to make sure I'm looking at him, but make like switching back and forth to make sure the camera was still looking properly at him. Absolutely, yeah. I, I kept my pictures to a minimum. I got like a few good ones throughout the night, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Thankfully, I just wanted to just watch the show and experience it. Oh hell yeah! Thankfully for me, um, sometimes uh, with the Samsung camera, when you're recording video, you can actually there's a button next to it that can snap a, a still photo while you're while you're recording. Fantastic. Yeah, that's how I did the mo- most of the pictures throughout the night. Because otherwise, it would like make me have to hold the camera still and yeah. just. Wasn't that's not gonna happen? But, no, it can't. It's not gonna happen. And the, especially no. also when I start a mosh pit. <laughs> oh God, yeah. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Um, Stone Pony is really small. Like, geez, that I've never been in a venue that small. Oh yeah, it's a small, it's a small venue. It's basically a bar, pretty much. Very intimate. Yeah, I didn't even go to like the very far end because it was just drinking and the. Uh, um, oh yeah, you got food from that place though. Yeah. Oh God, I was just gonna. Give a shout out to the uh, oh god was something Buckaroo burritos. Buck no, it's like Buckaroo burritos maybe. Yeah, shout out to like the little uh, diner section inside uh, the Stone Pony for making me the greatest greasiest chicken and cheese <laughs> quesadilla I've ever had. It was amazing. Nice. Seriously, love that. Hmm. I'm not one to get uh, stadium food usually unless it's pop unless it's popcorn or something. But yeah, go for you, man. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I love I love stadium chicken tenders specifically. Yeah. I don't know why. Yeah, let's talk about um, let's talk about the opening, the other opening bands before uh, we oh, get into yes. this. Oh my god! Let's uh, talk about first Colonel Affair, who I definitely want to. I talked to him. I definitely want to get, try and get them on our podcast on here. I'd love to talk to them some more. Um, if you, I would describe this uh, the vocalist and uh, his notes as hitting the David Draymond notes of Disturbed, but not the high notes. Instead, they have a guy who's doing screaming instead, which is great. The bass yes. player. Good stuff. Um, I should have gotten a shirt because they were like the only band that was doing a tank top also. Yeah. And then uh, they they rocked the place. They rocked it. They were incredible. I, w- I was not expecting like the, the keyboard. I wasn't <laughs> yeah, no, me neither. <laughs> Damn. All right. Okay. Yeah. A lot of them on Sounds a small great. stage. Yeah. Yeah. Three, for the two of them and then after that after them came uh this next group an all-girl group all of them younger than us <laughs> called gfm or gold frankincense and myrrh as if you know from the uh from the bible the bible because that's what the it's for they are a christian screaming screamo Heavy metal. Me- heavy metal, yes, heavy metal trio of sisters they are 17 20 and 22 years old they and all all female, all girls. They fucking rocked. They were incredibly talented. Oh my goodness! Uh, oldest sister on the guitar, youngest sister on the drums. Just like in the Naked Brothers band. I don't know why that came yep. to my head. <laughs> that's been a while. That's a deep pull. <laughs> I know that's a deep. Pull. <laughs> actually, well, actually, no. The, the vocalist was a keyboardist. Now that I think about it. Oh yeah. I mean, the uh, the guitar player also sang. Well, no, the, and also the guitar player being a girl. That too, because yeah. wasn't the guitar player? I don't remember. I don't remember everything. One of the members was a girl. Yes. Yeah, exactly. And um, 
God, that I'm just remembering that show. But that, but other getting back to GFM, those three girls all rocked. Yeah. <laughs> like I, I saw them come. Out, I was like, great, this is gonna be, okay. They're gonna rock out. It's gonna be great. And then the girl started screaming. I was like, oh, <laughs> they're screaming. Yeah, she went like up, like her voice got really deep. I was impressed by it, and I'm like, how many songs did they do? Like five, six, seven? I thought I I can check it out. How about this? Because I I'm impressed by like the endurance of obviously all the bands. Obviously, yeah, uh, exactly. Both of them. I'm like, damn, they're still going. Because from in my mind before going in, this is the first time I've been to a concert in years. Oh yeah. So my mind in my mind like the opening act is like only like a few songs. Mm-hmm. But no, it's more than that, and I'm actually glad that it is that, and it's cool that they got the amount of time that they did. Uh, and but, I, you know, they used it well. It's funny. Um, the way I have to look this up sometimes is really weird. So I have the set lists, or at least two of them, right in front of me. The website does not include uh, Nocturnal Affairs for some reason. GFM got ten songs. Wow, that's awesome. That's and there were cool. some good it songs. It didn't feel like that. It definitely didn't feel like though. It, it went by very fast. It was a lot of fun. Oh yeah, they rock. They 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 they're a band that I will definitely look to try and see again. And definitely, I've been looking into their music ever since. Oh, special thing, actually, fun thing, because I collect stuff from concerts, as we know. Yes. Um, Nocturnal Fair. I got a pin from them that's going on my jacket. But from GFM, I was able to get two bandanas. Ooh. So. One. This was the one, the first one I bought. Uh, well, actually, it's, I bought this after I saw the band because I wanted to make sure I, I liked them first, and I lo- as you can tell, I loved them. And uh, this one, though, was tossed out into the crowd, and I had all three girls sign it. Oh, that's awesome! Yeah, it's so great. I'm gonna like this one. I've been keeping safely on the on, on the side, not not in the rest of the pile, because it's my first uh, signed one, and uh, someday I'll make a lot of money for it. From it, too. oh yeah, <laughs> no, no, they're gonna they're gonna rock out, and I'm gonna I can't I'm so glad I can't wait to collect more bandas. I can't wait to go to more shows this year. Um, going on to Fozzie themselves for that show. Oh my goodness! So how how did it feel, sir? How did it feel seeing like all of it, all of it, just being there? Uh, it was it was fantastic. It was it it was a genuine it was genuinely a joy to actually go to a concert um this actually helped me a lot with some of my i guess covid like concerns around being around people Mm. and that's kind of one of the reasons why a i wanted to go with you because it would be a cool opportunity to go to a concert and also b you know what if i just put myself there Mm -hmm. you know there's no walking away from it so it's like i just gotta I just got to go for it. And it was actually a lot of fun. It was it was very easy. Ironically, it was actually also at the Stone Pony where I had one of my very uh, where I had my first big return to concerts too. Uh July last year, at the very end of July last year, I saw Rise Against at the Stone Pony for the summer stage. So it's funny I like that's the thing for you. Uh, that's the end. But I mean, Rise Against was way bigger. I was also wearing a kilt and uh and I was outdoors so there so I explained the no masks, but this was no masks indoors. Oh, there was a thunderstorm that went over by the way. <laughs> Oh we, yeah, we were indoors, so it was fine. Yeah, good thing. Well, that place would that part would have been actually no, there was a slight open outdoor part for people who were smoking. Didn't need to go. Yeah, there. definitely. I walked out, I walked out there too for a bit just so I could like collect yeah. my hearing again. <laughs> yeah, because so, at the VIP we stood basically all the way to the right, or yeah. all the way on stage or stage left, but house right. 
Yeah, my dumbass is right next to the speaker. Both of our dumbasses were. <laughs> we were there. It, it was it was amazing. We heard them jamming before they even went live. Before they even oh, yeah. came out, it was great. Oh man, it was good. Jericho was just chilling. It was awesome to see. Jericho was in such a just positive spirits. He knows how to like rock a house and just like to be a performer. <laughs> or to- he loves it. Oh yeah, I can tell that look on his face. Like like this is something that's like oh yeah, he lives for this. Oh yeah, he genuinely does. Like he's like even though it's not like the biggest venue, mm-hmm. he's still like hundred percent. Oh yeah. Oh. <laughs> he's unstoppable. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And- there you go. He was. He was. Hey, he said Jersey was the best show he's been. It was one of the better best. Show. Unless he says that every night. I mean, Jersey Maybe does have does, some of the best. Jersey has know. some of the best crowds. It's just Jersey oh, has yeah. the best crowds. Uh, let me tell you all about also the mosh pit I tried to start that wasn't going too well. Oh boy. Well, to be fair, if there wasn't a lot of room to mosh. I know you were trying to make like a circle. Yeah, but I was okay. I was trying to get people to just like okay, we got a circle of people and people were like moving around eventually in there. But like I tried to have people, you know, let's do a little circle pit, circle pit, run around, and then they re- didn't not realizing the amount the little amount of space we had. Um, oh yeah. But then you you know you have a song called Nowhere to Run, and you expect me to stay still. That's true. Nowhere to run. I'm sorry. It was a great song. It was a great uh, set list. (laughs) Yeah, great set list. By the way, I want to just uh, shout out to uh, their cover of Relax Mm -hmm. and finishing off the night with Dirty Deeds Done Dirt Cheap. Dirty Deeds Done Dirt Cheap. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. And before that, of course, before the... Dirty Deeds. They, of course, did Judas. Of course. After going off like they didn't, weren't going to do Judas. Yeah, it's like, come on. Like, they obviously were. It's like, you know they're going to do an encore. Um, oh, also, yeah. Purifier, also really good. First time I heard that. Amazing guitar duel with Enemy. Yes, yes. The two guitarists, Rich Ward, and I can't remember the other guy's name off the top of my head. Um, sorry. Sorry, sorry, dude. Um, oh, actually, funny thing. We were walking back to the car at one point um, from mm-hmm. something, and we see the bass player, PJ Farley, and I just yell, Hey, PJ! From across the <laughs> side. Part of it was like, Oh, do we run over and get a picture with him? But he's like walking back to the state, to like the, yeah, the arena, so I was like, Nah. Otherwise, I would have. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. Oh, man. Uh, just fantastic show. 10 out of 10. We'll go again. Mm, definitely down to go again. Def- uh, definitely for, are you up for VIP again? That's a, is my question. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. For, uh, you're apart, yes. Okay, I would yes. Say. So, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, we got time apart. Maybe we'll, cho- maybe we'll choose another band to do VIP for. I mean, hey, this was this was like $200 for this VIP. VIP. I think I could see us doing like I, I could spend either a little more or a little less. This was like this was around ha- maybe around a hundred bucks cheaper than our WrestleMania seats. Also, <laughs> oh geez, yeah, yeah, and that was another all day, long day thing. But let's get into the rest of the show. Fozzie was awesome. Glad we could have seen it. We'll definitely be going again. Mm-hmm. So, what did you you, you nabbed a, a king? Yes. What did you What do you mean? Who disrupts my coronation? Oh, I got uh, Coronation Starscream from the <laughs> old Transformers movie. This is the new figure that came out. Uh, oh wait, let me I'll be honest. Continue. I got it because well, I got Thundercracker and Skywarp. I figured why not? They're re-releasing Starscream with new accessories, including the big crown, the cape that flows out uh, like this. Mm-hmm. Hang on a minute. That looks like, like 
Yeah. It looks like yeah, Xavier like Woods. It looks like Xavier Woods's crown. I think. Oh, you know what? He might have taken some inspiration from it. Actually, now that I'm looking at it, yeah. <laughs> One of the crowns. It looked a lot like it. Yeah, the cross. Uh, mainly the gold. Like just that. There's four big things. I don't know. Look at all the crown the stuff. And also, he comes with his. He comes with the throne. Yes. He comes with the oh. throne that he can sit on pretty decently, and I love the fact that you can store all of his extra king bits elsewhere, back of the throne, including the cape. And if you want to just have a normal star screen, uh, you can. Um, I mean, only real issue with this figure is that one, uh, this this mold's been reused for the original star screen release, Thundercracker, Sky Warp, and now this guy. Oh, the this particular mold has it's starting to show its age a little bit. It's not loose, but it it's a little rickety. What do you mean? <laughs> but it's still uh, some of the jo- it just the feel of like some of the joints aren't quite as tight as I would have liked them to be. Oh, okay. Like they've had this mold for a while, and basically they finally yeah, they've it been, with something. It's been yeah, it's been used for a while. Oh, what else? Oh yeah, one of the weird things, I don't know if I can show this real quick, but it's, um, you can take the shoulder pads off here. Um, so okay. you part of, like, turning into normal star screen. And for some reason, one of the joints, one of the, like, the shoulder joints is, instead of the gray that the rest of the figure is, it's like a beige color. Okay. That Which is a weird thing, because, um, recently got an answer, basically some of the figures that are white recently have actually started to yellow real fast oh um for some reason like fade um and they actually uh the de- developers over at hasbro recently had a like sort of a designer like q a session uh mm-hmm. recently with some fans and they basically explained yeah we know about the yellowing the plastic the type of plastic that's happening to is like our most durable plastic uh the unpainted plastic which is for joints and articulation and mm-hmm. whatnot um, normally, they always they like to do, you do like a UV test on their plastic to make mm-hmm. sure that doesn't happen because of the pandemic. They haven't been able to go up to like uh, the factories overseas as much as they would like to. Mm-hmm. But they figured out what the problem is. Um, they're hoping to resolve it, and I do hope they fix that because uh, they have a two hundred dollar figure that's coming out that's primarily white. <laughs> oh. So. Yeah, so that's I'm I'm sure it'll be fixed by then, but uh, nice. I'm not too worried about it. But uh, yeah, Coronation Starscream, great. I now have a proper Starscream. Yeet. Yeah. Well, welcome Starscream to the collection. And uh, let's I, I uh, in terms of God JJ Travel, that's what we've been up in this whole time. By the way, uh, I celebrated Passover, big holiday meals with my family. Woo. I'm just gonna say this: I don't like matzah. Uh, I just no don't matzah. Like matzah. Yeah, do not get plain matzah. If you're gonna have matzah, put egg. some jam on it or put some cream sheets on it. Or just get egg matzah or or chocolate covered matzah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Usually, people use chocolate uh, covered matzah for the afikoman. Do you know what that is? For the what? What? The afikoman. Is that the plate? <laughs> I, I, I know. <laughs> the Afikoman is the hidden. It, it's the hidden piece of matzah that uh, the kids look for at the end of the dinner. Oh, I remember that. Uh, for for Ross, it was it was challah bread. Oh, well, th- that defeats the point because it's not supposed to be leavened bread. I know. I, I think there was hidden matzah there as well. I mm. think they had, we had two games. I think. Uh, okay. 
It was ma- uh, matzah. I remember there used to be matzah all over the houses for this stuff. Um, but that's not all we celebrated because yesterday was 420, man. Da-da-da-da-da. And motherfucking D-O-double-G. Hey, is hey. weed legal in New Jersey now? It is legal in New Jersey now. Hey. So we can mention it. It's yes. cool. It happens. Yes. This is not weed that I have right now. Yes, no. Um, but uh, I celebrated yesterday just chilling. I watched some movies. I saw the new I saw the new Moon Knight episode that we're not going to talk about. Holy shit. Um, uh-huh. I watched Free Guy, which we'll hey. talk about later. Free Guy, great. Uh, and uh, started watching The Phantom Menace before my girlfriend came home. Oh, very Because I was like... I want to watch this again. I want to see how bad, really, we can get. Also, because yeah. um, the Weekly Planet is doing their uh, Caravan of Garbage series that they do usually before uh, something big is going to come out for it. And, you know, the Obi-Wan Kenobi show is coming. So they're doing it the first three prequels uh, over every two weeks with a video game in, in the in, in the middle weeks. And this past on Tuesday, they, did, they, they put out their episode on The Phantom Menace. And I was like, they were talking about how the good parts and the bad parts. And I was like... This was my first Star Wars. Let's really see how it holds up again. Let's really see. And in many ways, they're right. But in many ways, like some of the things that they were hating on were reasons I liked the movie. Just, yeah, I liked the plot I, race. I, 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 yeah, the the plot race scene was fun. I find that the the vibe of the the, the those prequel movies is fun but flawed. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Oh my god. And I, well, Jar Jar Binks also is still the worst part. Oh my god. Every time. Every time. It's just he's trying. It's like he's trying to be annoying. Like. Yeah. He's that guy, He's that friend that's like purposely getting into trouble because they think that uh, that they're going to find something cool. They think they're being a rebel when they're just being annoying. Yeah. Until, you know, he helps them in the end because he gets the Gungans to be a to be a part of their army. Whatever. But yeah, 420 was fun and celebrated. And then I slept through Dynamite. <laughs> that's all right. <laughs> Happens. Whatever. We'll talk about wrestling a little later. But that was, uh, that's J&J Travels. Let's right. get into what we should get into some good main yeah, big stuff. Yeah, all that not important, life-affirming bullshit, we got to talk about Sora and his new Jays. All right? <laughs> Yes. It's a problem. Yes. The clown shoes are gone. All right. Clown shoes are gone. <laughs> Go ahead. Do that while I we edit got, something. Okay. Yeah. We got. We we saw Sora's an anime boy now. He mm-hmm. looks like a Final Fantasy character instead of an anime boy. He's got feet and he's got normal shoes. We got our first look at Kingdom Hearts Four. I'm so excited. I j- I'm I'm so. Woo! I am it looks real. He's a real boy. Yes, he's a real boy. So, Jared, uh, you probably have uh, yeah. Jared probably has no idea. So I will explain essentially. Yep. Uh, what uh, what happened? Basically, at the end of King Hearts three, uh, Sora fucking dies. He just dies. <laughs> he just dies. Legitimately, and uh. where he has ended up, which is uh oh god, I've forgotten the name place already. Uh, Quadratus, Quadratum. But Quadrat- basically, it is our world. It is. Well, yeah, basically for Sora, it is, like, the afterlife, which is why everything looks so different, and why Sora looks like the way he does, and is far different from any of the other games. Um, Mm -hmm. We have, we've had, like, um, now I want to point out that this isn't, like, actual gameplay necessarily, but it is gameplay that that is going to look very similar to what is actually going to be in the game. It's Mm -hmm. a... 
Kingdom Hearts, it's still in development. I'd say they're about a year or two in. I'm very happy. Um, this game is not going to take 10 to 15 years to come out. Is because it? Is it, Jordan? We, well, we, yeah, yeah, it is. Let me explain. Because in development for Kingdom Hearts 3, they, have to, they actually have to switch game engines from the Luminous Engine to Unreal, which was a nightmare of a transition. But for this time, they're transitioning from Unreal Engine 4 to Unreal Engine 5. Okay. Then. So it's not a big deal. So I would say we're going to see Kingdom Hearts in like the next like four or five years at most. Not much to say. I mean, the redesigned uh, giant monster dark side looks pretty cool. Oh my um, god, that looks so cool. Yeah, we saw uh, Donald and Goofy. They still look normal. Uh, they're talking. They're actually going to talk to Hades from Hercules. Oh, is that who that's supposed to be? Yeah, because the trails in Japanese voices. Yeah, it was hard. It took me a second too, but you saw the blue flame. Um, Donald Goofy looks oh, like they always have. Yeah. So I'm wondering if uh, Quadratum is just a world, and then like Sora will pop back out because Sora sometimes changes appearance depending on the worlds. Like there was in the Lion King world, he turned into like a lion cub. Oh, of course. And then in the Little Mermaid world, yeah, he turned into like a merman. A, a merman. Okay. Yes. Uh, one other little thing that uh, I'm going to see if I have a screenshot. Yes, I do. And I'm going to share it. Please. Certain people have noticed something in the background of one of like the one of the shots. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's circled here. Let me see. On the top right. There's a foot there, apparently. Oh. Which looks some people have said looks very similar to the to the two-legged walker yeah the the two-legged walker is that yeah the two-legged walker from star wars uh i'm looking at it now for the first time because at first i'm like they can't be right but i'm looking it's like it looks nigh identical yeah so we might be getting star wars we might be getting star wars we might be getting marvel um do i have to play all the games now uh, I'll I'll help you out. Here's the thing: Kingdom Hearts One is clunky, but it's fun. Mm-hmm. Kingdom Hearts Two is excellent. Kingdom uh, Chain of uh, Let's see, let me think of the order. Okay, Kingdom Hearts One, play that. Chain of Memories, honestly, just watch the cutscenes. Oh, okay. Uh, it, the game's okay, but it's okay. like you can get the story for that. Two is excellent, play that. Birth by Sleep is a prequel. That's pretty good. All the Kingdom most of Kingdom Hearts games are pretty good. Like, okay. You're not gonna you're not gonna have your time wasted, and you've got plenty of time. And I think the all in one collection is pretty easy to find. Oh, I have one. All I have game. that already. Good. PS4. Good. Good. Just need to actually crack it open. I've cracked yeah. it open once with my sister because she wanted uh, she saw someone some gamer doing Kingdom Hearts three, and she wanted to like actually know what the hell's going on. So we started oh, yeah. to play once a few years ago, and that's it. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Hap- happens. Yeah, that's Kingdom Hearts. It's like you see the Disney worlds and then you see Damn it. plots. Whatever the fuck it is. And I say this as a person who's gotten on the ground floor. I started when Kingdom Hearts 1 came out and I don't and I barely know what's going on. <laughs> Damn. But in a fun way. It's 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 just it's not a convoluted story. It's just there's a lot going on. Okay, and it doesn't really hold your hand. Like if you rem- if you pay attention and you remember like small little details, it's rewarding. But boy, it's a lot. <laughs> okay, 
I always crazy uh, Scott. I always like to remember small little details. I even do that with Marvel. So maybe I'll really get into this. Do that with Marvel. Yeah. I do that with fucking Avatar. God, it was like language that was just used in in Turning Red. I remember that was like, oh my god, that that makes sense too. Scott, uh, yeah. I want Turning Red to be a Kingdom Hearts world. Oh my want, god, that could I be. Want, I want I want to fight Heartless in on Yun Street. <sighs> have you in, seen in freaking Toronto? <laughs> have you seen Turning Red? I forget. I have not yet. I'm ashamed to say. I uh, okay. need to. I need to. It does take place in Toronto though, which is great. Yeah, which I love that. So okay, <laughs> sorry, Star Wars. No, don't worry. Marvel, Turning Red, Milana. Kingdom Hearts. Let's go. Uh, oh, God. Do you think we... Imagine if, like, it revolves around, like, actually, Doctor Strange, it's a multiverse type of thing. Oh, God. Sora <laughs> appears in the movie? <laughs> oh, my God! Yes! <laughs> Who plays live-action Sora, though? Oh. Oh, no, don't make him live-action. Just make, just make it the game model. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Why not? Why not, indeed. That works. And you can just do the game model for like a minute. It'll be fine. Mm-hmm. That'll work. Alright. Alright. Moving on. From Kingdom Hearts. Um, I just put this here. Fast X was announced. I mean, Fast 10. Fast X. Yeah. So, uh, it seems that we're finally getting that crossover between the Fast and Furious and the X-Men. God damn it. I'm sorry. I saw like... A, what was it? A picture of Don Toretto in like the X Men first class outfit before, uh, on Facebook earlier, and I was like, "Oh, Don, oh, his stupid ass in the bright like black and yellow, like blue and yellow." Oh, blue and yellow, right? Yeah, yeah. But st- yes, that exactly that, and yes. it looks just as stupid as you think. Oh yeah. I don't really have much other than that. It's been announced. I, I, I don't. Uh, oh no, it's in production. It's officially in production. Yeah. I also know that Brie Larson joined the cast recently. Yeah. In what role? I don't know. I don't care. Yeah. I'm very mixed on her as an actress. But moving on to like what else she does, the, uh, she's also in the Marvel Cinematic Universe as Carol Danvers, a.k.a. Mi- Captain Marvel, where, speaking of, it's time for MC News! MC News. Yeah, where? Let's talk about uh, Werewolf by Night, which hasn't been officially announced. But it but is happening. It's happening. And apparently they're going to be using a lot more practical effects than uh, than CGI in this show. Good. But very good. Um, so it, set, it began filming at the tail end of March 2022 with the entire shooting schedule lasting only for a few weeks. I have its undisclosed release date on Disney+. Plus. The special features... Hey, look up on Disney... Like, what day of the... Oh, no, I know already. The Halloween is on a Monday this year. Oh, okay. Because it was on uh, Sunday last year. Special features, veteran MCU composer... Okay, composer. Uh, Gael Gar- Garcia Bernal is rumored to be the lead of Werewolf by Night. And uh, apparently he was also one of Moon Knight's biggest adversaries. So... Oh, yeah. Possibility of seeing him in that. Uh, the character will be important for the character to get it right on the small screen, particularly in regard to visual effects that will bring him to life. However, according to the new report from the in, from the inside, there may not be as much VFX work needed for the lycanthrope as fans originally expected. Hmm. The After Hours Media blog hinted that Marvel's uh, Studios' Halloween special will use a combination of practical effects and VFX work for Werewolf by Night. A blog found evidence from a crewman working on the Halloween special and a screenshot of a message about a stunt performer who is in full werewolf makeup. Cool. So, imagine having to not just, like, 
like we hear the stories of Dave Batista sitting in the makeup chair for hours and hours and hating it. Yeah. So you gotta also remember that they have st- a lot of them have stunt people also that have to go through a lot of that stuff too. That's true. Yeah. Have to wear the stuff like you know how um, Mantis the antennas aren't actually there. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah, it's just two stock like things that they, she wears, but like they animate the antennas themselves. Yeah, because the stocks are very animated. Yeah. Exactly. Um, the MCU has some notable instances of utilizing practical effects as well. The, bi- the biggest recent example came in. Oh yeah, the scrolls. I forgot that the scrolls and Captain Marvel were like practical effects, and that they won an award for that. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, that's true. They, they that is real makeup. Yeah, but uh, I guess they they would have to like. I can't. Ima- I can only imagine like like some f- sort of fill-ins, maybe to give him some sort of more height. But practical effects, like to actually make him more wolf-like, would be really cool. They'd have to do something like what they do for Beauty and the Beast on Broadway. Mm, yeah. Which I don't know. I'm excited for this. I, I'm excited to see like something practical like that because the scrolls looked amazing in Captain Marvel. So I've I've got faith. Yeah. Oh. Uh, Lens creates the part of the reports say that there would be CGI touch-ups in post-production. However, even this level of work on the character is something that will have fans looking forward to the anti-hero's Disney Plus debut in the foreseeable future. Mm-hmm. So yeah, hopefully it's going to be released Halloween this year, and it's uh, I'm excited. Yeah, I'm excited. Uh, who do you think we could see also show up? Because uh, uh, we don't know who else could actually be in this. Like, you know, is is Werewolf by Night the villain? Is he going to be, like, the hero? I don't know. He's an antagonist, maybe, like, to, Mo- to Moon Knight? I, maybe Moon Knight's going to actually be there. Mm. I, I, I don't know. Yeah. I hope to see... I hope that we see him. And uh, speaking of people that we hadn't seen in a while, Thor... Yes. ...is back for uh, a new adventure... Or his, or potentially his final adventure. Yeah, that's this what I the, probably the swan son of Thor, Odin's son, possibly. And the introduction of the mighty Thor. Yes. As this uh, Monday, the teaser for L- Thor: Love and Thunder was released. Mm-hmm. First trailer, and uh, it sees at first uh, Thor running through the uh, through valleys as a kid he seems to be trying to get a new life renewing himself after being uh you know after the tragedy that was you know Endgame and losing friends lose uh, uh losing some friends from that getting really fat he's getting in shape yeah he got back in shape which is good we see uh what's going on with asgard and looks very uh it looks like it's really come together well new asgard I say. yeah it's his own city apparently um valkyrie is king yep I, I'm confused by that because that's fine. Look, yeah, look, gender doesn't matter. Yep, gender and the role that king you is get. king. That is all that it matters. That's true. It's all that matters. King and Thor is possibly looking kind of hanging up. You know, mm-hmm. as a like not really be a superhero anymore. He's like, yeah. oh, maybe I can go do something else. Yeah, exactly. Uh, he's looking to like I don't know, start a new life, a new way of doing things, and maybe he's just going to give up the role entirely. Yeah. Could we see him die? Do you think or no? Oh man, that'd be that'd be kind of insane. Yeah, um, but not outside of the realm of possibility. I hope not. But I mean, it's not impossible. Me neither. I, it's definitely not impossible. No, not Chris no, Evans. Chris, Chris Hemsworth, Pratt. There you go. Pratt. Pratt as well. Oh my god, you're talking about Chris Pratt. Excuse yeah, me. Chris Pratt is um, seeming the most sane, honestly, in this. He's leading uh, leading the Ravagers. The Ravagers are going and doing some sort of mission that. Thor seems to run away from, maybe? 
Oh no, Thor got dropped off on some sort of planet with um, Taika Waititi. That's just all I'm good. Korg. Korg, yes, the Rock Man. Yeah, the Rock Man. And uh, oh, I love how also this mu- the 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 trailer uses uh, "Sweet Child of Mine." Oh good yeah. Choice. G- glad we're keeping the Rock songs back again with Thor. Yeah. And uh, oh, we. This is something I wanted to talk uh, that I wanted to talk about when we get to Moon Knight. Um, gods aren't gods, and because we see him go to I th- is this uh, t- <laughs> there's another god with a, a lightning bolt. It's Zeus, clearly. Yeah, there's there are different pantheons. Exactly. What's what's this? Is that Olymp? Not Olymp. Is this Olympus? I guess he yeah, finds no, Olympus. No. Zeus is Greek. Okay, so Thor great. is Norse. Yes. So it seems that this Norse god has found where the Greek gods are. Ooh. Um, he's seeing these other this uh, this gi- Oh yeah, he's this guy, he sees this gigantic like body of. I don't even know what this actually is. It almost like the face probably. I'd say it's, well, Thor's from Norse mythology. It's probably a giant. Yeah. Some sort of giant behemoth there that he's going into. Um, oh. I'm looking at this spot of New Asgard again. Mm-hmm. And there's cruise ships there. It's a cruise destination. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> Asgard's a- tourism. Why not? Yeah. yeah, exactly. It's an actual place. It's weird seeing the Guardians just with Thor like this. Also, no Gamora. No Gamora. Really That's weird. That's true, right. Gamora's still gone. Mm-hmm. Gamora's, Gamora's out there and and does not like Star-Lord. <laughs> I, I, or, this, or that Gamora is just back in her universe, even. Oh, yeah. We don't know what all happened time, to that Gamora. All the time stuff might got uh, put back in place. Yeah, basically. For all we know. Uh, we don't know what's going to happen in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, and the holiday special is, is set to come out this year. I forgot about the holiday special. Yeah, right? That's this year, and then I think next summer is the uh, the next movie, if I remember correctly. I don't remember if that's coming out first or Captain Marvel. I don't know. There's a lot of Marvel movies. This this looks fun. Oh, yeah. Chris. <laughs> Thor's like, yeah, we're friends, right? At the very end. Yeah. <laughs> look at the people and that you love. And we get our first look at... Uh... The Mighty Thor, played by uh, Natalie Portman, who Jane is, Foster. Uh, what's her name? Jane Foster. Thank you. And she's and Mjolnir get fixed. I don't how does know. That work? Well, find out, I guess. So I'm curious, like, okay, as to where, like, it's thought that where New Asgard was built is where uh, Odin died. I think. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, the hills and and whatnot. Yeah, that makes sense. Probably the same place, which is which would make sense also then for uh, the pieces of Mjolnir to just be there on the ground because that's where Mjolnir broke. Yeah, that's true. Also, oh, oh my God, I said Norse gods. That's based in Norway, and that's where that that's where it is. That probably Norway. makes sense. It makes sense to be in, in Norway and such like that. If, yeah, it must be. It must be there. I'm guessing that Jane Foster is going to like take a trip there to like visit Thor. He hasn't seen him in forever, and yes. um, and the thing about the Mighty Thor is that, um, or at least Jane Foster taking the Mighty Thor is that she's supposed to have like uh, terminal cancer at the time, basically, and becoming the Thor basically is what saves her life. It keeps yeah. her alive. So, are we going to see cancer-ridden Jane? Even oh man, we that might be a reason why she goes to see Thor because mm-hmm. she might be. In her mind, she might be on the way out. If she does, if their character does have cancer at this point. Yeah. Possibly, yeah. And she already had such a little impact in, in the beginning of the MCU, honestly, too, that 
hey, good to see her come back and, like, pick up on a bigger role. Because that almost doesn't look like her, but apparently it is her with the hammer. Yeah, she's got the she got that big helmet, so... Oh, yeah, which is a helmet, by the way, that we oh, that we never really see Chris Hemsworth wear. Well, No, yeah, we see modified versions of it, but not, like, the classic helmet. We see him wear, like, the helmet for, like, a brief moment when he's about to get coronated in the first Thor. Yes. But then never again. Yeah. And he wears, like, some sort of, like, variation of the helmet when he's on Sakaar and Thor Ragnarok, but not really. This looks great. This looks great. Yep. MCU. I cannot wait... For Thor Love and Thunder, which is coming out this... Oh, God, it's coming out in summer, July 8th. Hell yeah. Yes. Reminder, folks, we are uh, just under two weeks away. We're just about two weeks away now, also from uh, the Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Oh, that's right. It's going to be hype. Madness! Mm-hmm. That's not the only trailer we got, because today we got a trailer of our, another trailer. That... Uh, isn't in a galaxy far, far away, but it's pretty far. It's a light years away, you might say. God. That was terrible. Thank you. And there seems to be no sign of intelligent life anywhere. <laughs> Damn it. That line's gotta be in the movie. <laughs> Anyways, uh, I yeah, you were I'm surprised to me. we got another trailer for Lightyear. Um, yeah. Shows a little more of the movie. Um, Remember those robots from the beginning of Toy Story 2? In the, the, yeah, in the game. Yeah, like, fine. streamlined versions of those. They look cool. They look, they look taller and stronger, like what they're about to do. Um, Buzz goes through some sort of time travel also, apparently, that we don't know about. Yeah. So uh, the question is this also, because it seems like all the first trailers seem to, like, show a lot more of him in the past, you know, with these people, whoever they, you know, with Star Command. How much of the movie takes place in the past and how, and like, you know, how, how long until we actually see a jump? In time. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm saying maybe like Cause, a quarter of the way through the movie. Because if so, that means we've probably barely seen any of this movie. Which yeah, which is good. It's great. I love to know uh, that we've barely seen this movie. But we, uh, one thing that we did see in the trailer, which I mean, I would have saved for the movie, but we got a better look at Zerg. Yes. He looks crazy. He looks so good. Yep. Uh, this annoying cat thing is still annoying. I don't I like it. Like, I kind of like the Robo Cat. He's I like. He's he's all right. I'm mixed on him. Yeah, he seems good. he's gonna be the comedic relief, but he needs to. I don't know. There's something else that needs. He needs something else more. I don't know what it is. So he crash lands on some sort of planet after going through a hyper jump. There's spy bots. It's like the granddaughter of his partner. Yeah, because he goes through the time warp and he goes through the light speed jump to try and get off the planet, ends up going forward in time, meets his partner's granddaughter. 62 years, seven months, and five days, I think, is what they said. Jesus. Oof. That is yeah. a long time. Yeah. Have, you, have you ever seen Interstellar? I have not, because it's like something similar happens in that, doesn't it? Uh, no, I have not. Oh, okay, I think it's something happens to that where like Matthew McConaughey jumps like thirty years into the future. He's barely aged, and like his daughter is like much older or something like that as an adult. And oh, it's yeah. like adult Anne Hathaway or something. Mm, yeah. I don't know. I never saw that movie. I heard it was too long. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I'm just loving what I'm seeing. Um, there seems to be two other people that were that are there uh, that are part of this. Some old lady that's uh, is getting time off of her sentence for yeah. being there. Suicide Squad style. Exactly. And then another person was like, I thought this would be a fun way to train. It's like, yeah. that's Taika Waititi again. He's everywhere. Oh, yeah. He's everywhere. 
Taika Watiti, you're everywhere. Yes. Uh, this movie looks great. It looks to be funny. I cannot wait just to see like the as it as it says. You know his name. Now we're finding out his story. Yes. Do you have anything else you want to say? Because <laughs> I'm still. Oh at- man. Uh. Honestly, uh, we better. I mean, wow. my requests remain the same. Karate chop action. Espanol. <laughs> Salsa dancing. Salsa dance. I demand it. No, God, yes. We need ref. It needs to have some sort of references. But also, this is the first time where I'm watching this and I'm seeing, like, they can get sequel a sequel out of this. Oh, yeah. I'm, I bet that's what they're banking on. They're banking on this being... And, like, it looks great. It, as long as it is a success, which is going to be huge. This is going to be huge. This comes out two days after my birthday, and I'm, that's where I'm going. I'm going to see it when it comes out. <laughs> Warp Dark Matter. <laughs> God damn it. Get Dark Matter. Get those other... Oh, God, yeah, I can't wait for... Yeah, sequels. Oh, also... Agent Zed. Zerg has um, some sort of, like, pop-out claw action in this, which I don't remember from the show. Oh, yeah. Oh, my goodness. Or from the movies at all. I hope that... Yeah, he's got the cannon arm, but, yeah. Uh, yeah, the claw is new. They got this, like, recording of Last Words thing that I'm like, oh, they could have saved that for the movie, maybe, because it's not too funny, but it's, like, funny enough. Yeah, it's a joke. It's a joke. And there's going to be plenty more that we're going to see. Apparently the Infinity and Beyond thing is, like, different. Oh, they thought they were going to do a pull-my-finger joke. That's what it was, also. Yes. <laughs> so, I'm looking forward to it. Chris Evans being our captain once again. Be our captain. Be my captain. Oh, captain, my captain, Chris Evans. Moving on. Let's get ready to fight. For fake. I don't know. <laughs> Blackpool Combat Club. Yes. <laughs> Fucking Which, cool. by the way, I mean it. I, I mean, it's a name. It's actually better than the Dragon Dojo. Yeah, I'll be honest. It's a better name. <laughs> That's what your your name originally was, right? Yeah, what originally what it was, and then Regal showed up. It's we gotta call it Full Combat Club. Oh yeah, we don't. It's the law now. Oh yeah, it's legal. It will be arrested if we don't. No. Wheeler Yuta wins the ROH Pure Title, and then that later that week has a match with Moxley. Uh, this is last week's Dynamite, where. Either last week or two weeks ago, where and Wheeler Yuta just put on an incredible, incredible match. Where like he kicked out of the, uh, he kicked out of Moxley's finishers. He he was like refusing to tap out, and no, he didn't tap out. He passed out. Yep, he freaking passed out. He kicked out of two paradigm shifts. Mm-hmm. Wheeler Yuta is like is someone that they're positioning really well, I'd say. And now, who else would you say is good to join Blackpool or could join Blackpool Combat Club? Uh. Whoever survives Moxley and Danielson. Uh, yeah, okay. They, uh, they killed the win streak of the gun club, didn't they? Oh, yeah, that's cool. Good. They killed the gun club's win streak. Thank God. Thank yeah. God. That was a coincidence. They just never would lose. They would have matches and just never lost. That's what you get for being a gun, I guess. Uh, yeah, I guess so. Uh, who could join the uh, the club? Oh, wait, uh, was it you or someone else who messaged me? Uh, I know it was another group of men that was saying that Varsity Blondes would be great. Oh, yeah. Brian Pillman Jr. would be great. Yeah, specifically Brian Pillman, I would see them grabbing. But also, I just don't see it for Garrison. I Because Griff Garrison, I love him in Sammy Guevara's vlog, but other than that on TV, he's not much. 
No, yeah. And if he were to join the Blackpool Comic Club, it'll give him something more. And I, uh, I just love to see that. Griff is Griff is great. Griff's a good talker. Mm-hmm. So that happened. Also, Samoa Joe versus Minoru Suzuki happened on television. God, and they just slapped each other for like a whole lot of time. It was just yep. slaps and slaps hard. You can't fake chops really well. Like no, or at all really. I'm pretty no. sure you can't fake chops. So these guys were literally just hitting each other really, really hard. You asked Minoru Suzuki what a working punch is. He goes, "What's a working punch?" <laughs> what? No, he goes, "What's working?" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> murder grandpa. What's kayfabe? (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. So he put on just this incredible match with Samoa Joe last week on TV, which unfortunately led to probably one of the worst AEW debuts. Yeah, I heard this wasn't very good. Uh, Yeah. Apparently the idea for the lights to go out was like a Legends idea that no one just said no to. Mm. And we've had a bit few too many lights out ones. This could have been like a good just pop out from under the ring kind of debut maybe, but... yeah. At the same time, he probably wouldn't have wanted to have a seven-foot guy under the ring for that long. No, 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 no. I, w- I would have just had him just march down to the ring from, like, wherever. Or from, in the, or from the crowd. Yeah. So what happened there was, like, the were the moves, like, awkward that he did, or? A little bit. He just kind of also just appeared. They did the whole, the whole lights out, lights on. He was super tall. Yeah. Um, you couldn't tell because, you know, everyone else that they had also was tall. Samoa Joe is a pretty tall guy, honestly. He's six foot yeah. two, so it doesn't make giant guys look that giant. Yes. But this guy is like seven foot three, apparently. Yeah, he's, uh, what's his name? Saman? No, Singh? Satnam Singh. Satnam Singh. And he okay. is currently aligned with Jay Lethal and Sanjay Dutt, who I did not know Sanjay Dutt was in, was in AEW now. No, me neither. Uh... That's, I heard that uh, Mr. Singh had a, a much better second outing, from what I understand. Yes, he did. Um, Good. What was it? They came out uh, post-match, one of the matches at Battle of the Belts. And, oh yeah, the, uh, post the Ring of Honor title match between Jonathan Gresham and uh, Dalton Castle. Uh, that was a great match also. God, Dalton Castle's amazing. And he's a guy that looks bigger than you realize as well. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, he came out basically to attack uh, Gresham after that match uh, with the other guys. Joe came out again to defend, and Joe and Gresham both held up their championships. Oh. Better. Satnam Singh looked stronger. Uh, he still got knocked down a little bit by Joe, but you know, this time Joe wasn't tired as hell. So, yeah, that's fair. Good. So that kind of makes sense why. Makes more sense to have that. So yeah, what was it? They were like, by his first outing sucked, but by his second outing, they were cheering for him. And I was like, great. Good, good. They figured it out. Yeah, it took, t- took a sec, but they figured it out. Let's move on to the big announcements, though, from AEW. We had two big ones here. I'll let you take over here with uh, the new video game right. from All so, Elite Wrestling. All Elite Wrestling has been trying to make uh, their own video game, their answer to the WWE uh, 2K series for uh, a little while now, basically since the company launched. Uh, yes. Of course, Kenny Omega is overseeing it. He's not like the head developer, probably, but he's keeping an eye on it just to make sure everything goes well. Yeah, I'm pretty sure um, he was, it was the, him working on it and um, and Bobby Edwards Uke, a lot. Yes, Uke Software. Yeah. Uke Software is behind it as well. And uh, on a particular show, uh, they actually it was uh, last night's had show. the audience do some chants to actually like record 
chance to put in the game, which is mm. a pretty cool little fan interaction thing. And the the name of the game has been revealed. It's called. It's going to be called AEW uh, Fight Forever. Cool. Which uh, yeah. I can't wait. And the release date. Oh god, when's? Let's uh, they probably don't have that yet. I hope they don't have that hits because they would. That would be giving them too much of a deadline. Yeah, I know. It, I know it's been rumored. I know it's been the release date has been rumored. Uh, maybe sometime like either late this, this year or sometime next year. I would. I would expect it maybe next year. I think. Uh, but yeah, some most of likely next year. Some of those uh, chants that they had the crowd record live there included for uh, Hangman Adam Page, uh, chants for Adam Cole. FTR, Dax, and Cash Chance, and Chance for Sting. Yes, all these yeah. recordings are indicative that these wrestlers will be playable, or at least present in the game, alongside Kenny Omega, Chris Jericho, Darby Allin, Jungle Boy, and Hikaru Shida, who are already announced. Yes. Makes sense. And can't wait for that, ga- for that game. Would, would, do you think that they'll do intergender wrestling at all, or no? Uh, as a feature in the game, uh... If enough people want it, they'll probably put it in at some point. It's already in there. I would, I wouldn't, Mike. It's like this trailer already looked. Uh, the game, the freeze p- picture for this trailer looks like Hikaru Shida kicking Kenny Omega. Yeah, so it's probably in there then. Maybe that'd be cool. I love how also the screenshot here on Kotaku has has Cody blurred out. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, he's not there anymore. <laughs> from those from that early announcement. Uh, great to see it. Can't wait to actually, like, will I play this wrestling game? I'm not sure, but I hope it's good for the people that are fans of wrestling games. You'll probably play it, I assume, right? Uh, I'll give, I think I'll give it a shot. Hell yeah. At some point, yeah. Definitely, definitely gonna be worth it. Hope that, or hope that it is worth it. And, uh, what also was worth, was waiting for is, uh, another show that we're gonna be getting in June. Tony Khan had a huge announcement last night for AEW Dynamite, and it is that on Sunday, June 26th, there will be an AEW and New Japan Pro Wrestling uh, promoted pay-per-view called The Forbidden Door. Yes. Named after, you know, The Forbidden Door, because Tony Khan himself believes to be The Forbidden Door. Yes. Yeah, cool. Like the term of wrestlers from different companies being willing to cross over Mm-hmm. and wrestle for different promotions. It's been uh it's been a pretty healthy relationship between multiple companies that's been going on for you know, since basically kind of like since like the uh pandemic area area where it's like some certain people from New Japan are coming over. It started off with Kenta. Impact. Yeah, they've all been coming over um and this upcoming June show is going to be not AEW versus New Japan necessarily, but it's. Or at least we don't know yet. No, we don't know yet. Because it might be. Because that'd be really cool. I mean, they'll probably God at least help. have a. <laughs> God help MJF. Um, that's all I'm going to say. I'm, I'm terrified oh. to find out who they're going to fight in. It's like, is it going to be Ishii? <laughs> no, I think Ishii is currently. Uh, no. Oh, so you missed it, actually. So last night when they made the announcement, uh, as they were making it, Adam Cole interrupted. Uh, Tony Khan, and challenged Ishii. Ooh, okay. Yeah, so that's who he's got. I say that MJF is going to probably take on Tetsuya Naito. Oh, that might be interesting. Yeah, um, right? Naito in particular is going to be interesting because I, I I haven't really checked in with New Japan in a while, but from mm-hmm. what I understand, like, 
I've heard like some discourse that Naito like is physically kind of past his prime at this point. Yeah, he is also. He is yeah, he is. Down. But it's like there's enough character there that he can definitely put on something entertaining. As as with all the wrestlers from New Japan, Day. so I agree. Is, is Okada going to show up and fight someone? Oh, uh, I want. I don't know if I would do World uh, Okada versus Hangman. I think that's a little too much. Like I wouldn't. Like no. I would not do World Champion versus World Champion. You can do. Uh... Man, I kind of do want that though. Uh, that'll be for. That could be for later. Um, well, who's the? Uh, is Okada's the champion now, right? Uh, let me double check that just to be sure. I'm pretty sure he is. NJPW 1972, if I remember. For us. Champions, yes. Okada is the current world heavyweight champion. Oh my goodness, he is. Okay, wasn't sure. <sighs> I say that he can... Oh, forgot that the US title is vacated right now. Yep. Moxley's ears perk up. <laughs> oh, are we going to get Moxley versus uh, Tanahashi finally? Oh, yeah, because Moxley challenged Tanahashi. I thought that was for the DC show, though. I think that New Japan has a show in DC also coming up, too. Oh, maybe. Okay. I'm not totally sure though, but I'm I, I remember hearing something about that, and maybe Mo, uh, Moxley challenging him for that. For that, also Windy City riot happened too. If oh. I can just mention that real quick, I watched the match that Will Osprey and Moxley had for that. Holy shit! Will Osprey. It was a, it was amazing. <laughs> it was amazing, and then the very end happened where I wasn't sure if that was a three count. Oh, okay. Yeah. They said Moxley won. I wasn't sure if it really actually ended. It was the, it's one of those things where, like, the very end of the match, they fuck it up, and then... So Moxley gave the ref a uh, DDT also, or a paradigm shift as well. All right, then. So, good on that. If there's anywhere else I could see having a match, I would, or any specific other ones that I really want, I need Lance Archer to rejoin Suzuki Goon, for one thing, for a match big tag team match between them and oh god no just put them them up against the Blackpool Combat Club and you'll sell right there that'll that'll sell the show Suzuki yeah. Gun versus Blackpool Combat Club hell oh god we have more Suzuki Gun members bring in Eddie Kingston mm-hmm. we're not going deep into wrestling right now we can't we don't have time yeah but this is an exciting show an exciting event and I cannot wait to hear more about it as we learn more about the Forbidden Door yes <laughs> But now, it's time to look towards the night sky for hopefully a full moon. Yes. Night. Get it? Lunar a full dude. moon. Lunar dude. It's time for moon night. We're halfway through it now. And uh, Oscar Isaac stars as the titular character. He stars as the titular Stephen Grant Mark Spe- and Mark Spector. Uh, we see it start off, though, with Stephen Grant uh, living in London, being a uh, gift shop worker who suddenly starts waking up in weird places because he uh, is a sleepwalker or something like that. Yeah, he, ties him he, he believes he's suffering from some sort of sleep condition yeah. where he wakes up in weird places. Basically. Yeah. And he's, he describes it as like, it's like my body wants to just get up and move around on its own. Mm-hmm. Which, technically, that's not what's happening. <laughs> yeah. He's losing control of his body entirely. Because there's two people, because there's technically three people... In that head of his. It's yeah. him, uh, Mark Spector, and uh, a, a, an Egyptian god. N- yes, named uh, Khonshu. Oh, uh, I thought I was going to say Yu-Gi-Oh, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> named Yami, you mean? Or uh, Atem? Atem. Atem, yes. that was it. That was Atem. 
oh my oh god damn it i wish you'd seen like the most recent episode because like there's even more people that they fight that they that, like there's another tomb that they find oh my god it's called the tomb oh, so it's not a spoiler yeah, uh i will um but yeah it starts off with him waking up he wakes up in somewhere in like swedenish or somewhere in the well we never really know where that is exactly other yeah than... uh he just wakes up in the middle of nowhere not his home and runs into arthur our... harrow yeah, runs into some David Bowie-looking motherfucker. And, <laughs> who runs a town. Yeah, who runs? Who basically runs a town and runs, like, a utopia town and gets into a whole thing. Steven's got a scarab mm-hmm. who... There's no way to do it. Wants, but, he, but his, like, his body is fighting against uh, Arthur. Mm-hmm. Which we yeah. find out why is because it's the other guy in his head, the original personality, Mark Spector. Is he the original personality? Well, we don't know. That's the interesting part. The interesting thing about it is from what we, what we know is that at some point, Stephen or Mark came into contact with his Egyptian god and got the Moon Knight powers, mm-hmm. which I think might have caused the personality split to happen. It caused his brain to break some more, basically. Oh, yeah. What, or either his brain, I think it might have been that he always had that, but he always had it under control was originally. You always had yeah, steam under control, but something changed. Yeah, that seems to be the implication. Um, so I, I like both Stephen and Mark. Yes, uh, I like the fact that both have different applications of the Moon Knight powers. Yes, when Mark we, has Mister um, Knight. Yes, Stephen. Stephen has Mister Knight, which is like, oh, summon the suit, and it's a literal suit and tie job. Yeah, it's pretty <laughs> With funny. The mask. With the mask, yeah. good on the glowing green, uh, the glowing white eyes though. Those look great, and the yeah. facial, uh, you know, whoever they got to animate the masks there, uh, the movement probably is who also who did it for Deadpool. Oh yeah, it's most pro- likely same similar kind of technology, I would assume. With how active and expressive the Deadpool face was, and how like expressive the eyes get in on Moon Knight when you see him in his, well, he's not really in the suit that much. No, surprisingly, there's so far in the first two episodes, there's not a lot of there's not a lot of big superhero action. It's more of a uh, it happens in ish sort of thing going on. Yeah, he doesn't. Well, we we don't really see the action scenes happen with Steven because he's not a fighter, really. No, he's not. We get basically he's like super is not. Yeah, no, we like basically get skips of fight scenes, not actual fight scenes happen. We get moments yeah. of suspense in the first episode, not really a fight, and just like it's a big mystery as to what's happening. Yes, um, sucks that he's just being abused by his boss. He's showing that he knows shit, and he and she's just like, yeah, I don't care that you know shit about the that you're smart and you could be a tour guide. You work in the gift shop. I know, like, uh, but the impression is, like, he keeps showing up late. Yeah, that and too. He's, he's got, he, he, he acts a little weird. So yeah. they're not 100% sure about him. True, yeah, he would miss his job. He's on the, he was much on the, cho- he was on the chopping block also, but his boss was still a bitch. Yeah, yeah, not, not very helpful. Yeah. Honestly, the re- but, uh, the reveal of the Moon Knight suit also feels great, um... I love how Moon Knight feels like it's part of the MCU, but doesn't because they mention like nothing else no, that's happened. It's very much it. It could very well be in its own dimension. It's exactly, its own superhero world. They have not mentioned the blip. Like the closest thing they've gotten to mentioning anything else in the MCU was in episode three when they mentioned Madripoor. Yeah, what is Madripoor? <laughs> Madripoor was the place that they um, Falcon and the Winter Soldier went to. Uh, it was like the not Pirate Bay, but like. Um, 
It was like the the lawless place, the lawless area, where uh, they got chased down. Ah, I remember. Yeah. Right. Uh, they said, uh, what was it, Layla, uh, who is the love interest, I guess, of Mark Spector. Uh, I wouldn't call her a love interest. I would so, call her... The wife? Call her, the wife uh, of Mark uh, Spector? Yeah, the pop, soon-to-be ex-wife, probably. Yeah, she's cool. I like her. Um, Conchu, also... The thing about Conchu is he's always pissed. He always seems oh, to yeah. be, like, on his last straw with Mark... Oh yeah, he's like the god of vengeance. Yeah, the and god of vengeance, god of vengeance. Yeah, uh, yeah. And he, Conchu, uh, wants to have Layla be his next avatar, so that way she can, because uh, she seems to be more brave to him for some reason. Not really as much brave. Well, I think it's also because Mark's got the whole like issue in his head, and that's yeah. causing problems with fighting. That, so that's true. It's more to make him the most effective host. Yeah, that's true. She's, I guess, more of a go-getter, even, which could be more attractive to him to, have, to yeah. for to Kanchu to have to have fighting for him. Um, but going back into episode two, that where M- Layla comes into Stephen's life because Stephen is so confused. Is what happens? Yeah, I she just, checks his phone. It's a big problem that I have. I okay, wish Stephen would would have just told Layla, "Listen, I don't know who you are. I think I know who Mark is. He's a person that I see in my head." And I well, Layla probably doesn't believe it because maybe this sort of split. Mark this, never I, this told her about anything it. has happened before. This identity crisis happened before. Mm. But Stephen just go like, listen, I don't know what's going on. This is literally the first time that I have met you. I'm sure you've met Mark. I have seen Mark in my head. But I, I, you're gonna have to fill me in because I don't know what's going on. Maybe this was some sort of like deep undercover thing for. Um... For Mark and it just Stephen took control though during. Oh it. God, you know what? That's probably it. Like he was supposed to be undercover doing something because he had he had to have had. The question is, did he have the exactly scarab? It. The question is this: Did he have the scarab before he somehow end up in end up in Harrowstown or or after? Oh, we don't know that. Yeah, that's the thing. I don't know. Because like, why in the world would Stephen have already have been there in the per- in the first place, just working? Yeah. I mean, Maybe I get studying the the glyphs. That's what Steven's doing. Steven's a big fan of it. Um, it seemed like Layla, or that Steven uh, liked a lot of the things that Layla liked, but stuff that Mark didn't pay as much attention to. Yeah. Uh, that's what made Steven smarter. Uh, you see that Steven can read the hieroglyphs to fi- help them find this tomb that they're looking for. The, by the way, uh, Harrow, the enemy, is, uh, he is like not the avatar, or he, well, he was the former avatar of Khonshu. Yes, he was the he was he used to be Moon Knight, which is an interesting little thing. And Very now interesting. He's the avatar of another god. Not uh, really. He's not. It hasn't been possessed yet. But he's like no. Uh, like he's a religious zealot for this guy. For this guy. For yeah. this other god. And uh, his whole motivation is um to well, it's like he's like well, Kanshu enacts justice when it's too late when when the evil has already been committed. I, on the other hand. Do it's um, premeditated, I guess. Yeah, I judge people beforehand. Judgment on people before they do anything wrong, but it's like, well, the problem with that is, is that you're killing people who haven't done anything wrong. Exactly. You know, maybe they'll do something, but it's like instead of killing them, maybe you can go like, hey, man, maybe not. Maybe maybe you should try and be a nicer person because. I see in your future something bad, but no, he just kills people, and like exactly. that's the problem. <laughs> you could change the prophecy. We learned that in Star Wars. You could change your own fate. In a sense, unless yeah, I know that's I know that's I know it's a darker reason, but you know, yeah, <laughs> it's the best I could come up with the last second. <laughs> 
yeah, Kanchu is. Uh, so yeah, they're looking for the tomb of Amit, yes. so that they can try and release her. Which is strange because like Amit is like a god, or let me see, Amit. Amit is like one of the is, is one of the gods. Uh, is one of the gods. By the way, so while you're looking that up, I have something to say about gods and such in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Um, yes. Because as we know, we know they are all aliens. Yes. Any yeah, basically, yep. Any type of like religion. Yeah, yeah, religion or like you know belief in terms of mythology is they are real, mm-hmm. and they are aliens. They're aliens. That yeah. Thor is an alien. Asgard is another planet or like or planet esque in another dimension. Yes. So are, and I guess that makes the Greek gods that as well that we see in the trailer for Thor: Love and Thunder. So that can only make me assume that. Contra uh, and the other Egyptian gods. Uh, by the way, uh, we see a big meeting of, of of the Egyptian gods' avatars in episode three because uh, they need to. Because uh, Mark's like, "Hey, this guy's like trying to release another god. Don't the other gods want to like stop this?" Yes. And he's like, "Um, seek a meeting with the gods. They would. They'd hate me. They'd be pissed at me." <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's like. Yeah. It's like, we gotta see them. It's like, fine, we'll see them. It's like, okay, okay, what are you gonna do? Kanchi just makes, like, a sudden solar eclipse happen. <laughs> yeah. To get, I love I love that he does that to get their attention, and the gods are like, oh, for fuck's sake, mother, this guy again? Mm-hmm. And, of course, they have, the, they have a meeting to try and put a trial on Arthur to try and prevent that, but Arthur... Yeah, the former... Using, te- using his, his, his guile, turns it around. Yes. Yeah, he's, uh, there seemed to be some sort of relationship between Hathor and Kanchu as well, uh, because they're, her avatar, I feel like she's going to come back and help oh. out in some way. We see that they have to find Senfu, who knew the location, or the sarcophagus of Senfu, who knew the location of Amit's tomb, so that way the gods wouldn't know it, so that way, you know, they wouldn't try to, like, really kill him and send, or something. I'm not sure why they had to keep it hidden from the other gods, too, if I'm being honest. Yeah. Wouldn't um, you want to know where another dangerous guy like that I is? Think, I think the reason why was just they had someone know where Ahmed was buried just in case they had to use her again. Yeah. The question then that is was, also... I believe that was the reason, but like in an emergency mm. situation. Like, oh. I did not know that. But they didn't want to do it if they didn't have to. Yeah. Well, it's a good thing it was located. Yeah. But uh, the problem is that the map that was written by Senfu was written when the stars looked differently. And over thousands of years, the stars and such do change position. So Conchu's like, I remember that night, but we're going to have to do some even more fucked up stuff that's might get, that might get me hurt. Literally turning back the sky and just rotating it with like their hands. Which yeah. Visually, one of the coolest things ever. It kind of reminded me of Superman going back in time in the old Superman movies, but yeah. the way the lighting worked. But it still looked like an amazing, beautiful like feature or just a, a fact that they had. Uh, Harrow. Okay, this dig site for Harrow is just like either really big or just really and really far, and he's just able. To, how are they like? His, how is he able to trans to go really quickly? Because he goes to find where the sarcophagus is. Gaspard Olel, we saw his character. Yeah, the, the actor yeah, who died. Yeah. The actor who died. <laughs> Very the sad. Collector. Yes, yeah. a collector. Yes. Yeah. Well, uh, who knew Layla previously and had the tomb uh, for some reason? They finds out they get a visit that they're being visited by uh, Arthur, and just 
lets him use some sort of magic as, and is automatically on his side. It's like, you want the power? You, these two won't show you power. I'll show you power. And it goes, to, you know, moon knighted up. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, he goes and destroys the sarcophagus yes. with time. And uh, that, that leads to Mark going and being like, okay, I need to go. And Moon Knight comes out. By the way, that's probably the best fight we've seen him use Moon Knight with. Oh, yeah. Just the fight at the uh, the horse uh, site. Uh, more development between... Uh, we see more of what happens between... Oh! Also, at the beginning of the episode, um, Mark just tries to find some people. He's like, oh, I tried to find... I, that was my guy. I needed to talk to him. These three guys just killed him. Oh, and the guy's being so stylish with a knife and just gets punched in the face. I love Mark's just like, what are we doing? It's like, and it's like, and it's like, what are we doing? And she punches the guy. We're not, we're trying to fight guys. We're not having, this isn't for a dance. This isn't a dance competition. Exactly. At the end of the episode, after uh, Mark has basically, and, or no, Steven has turned the sky with Kanchu. Kanchu is like, they're going to imprison me. When the, God, when the gods imprison me, tell Mark to find me. Yeah. And Mark is, uh, well, now, and they're essentially left powerless. Yes. And Kanchu is left in a statue. Yeah, sealed away. Sealed away. Yeah. And uh, I got, um, I got one thing left to say, like, my biggest, my biggest issue is with the characters themselves and not really talking to each other. Yeah. Like, I mentioned it with, um, Steven first meeting with Leyland and not really explaining things very well, and then I know Arthur is clearly a manipulator. And mm-hmm. he's saying things to Layla, possibly like, you know, does Steven really know everything that's been going on? And they have a, and later Mark and Layla have a conversation with Picard mm. that is like, there's some down Layla said that Mark is trying to keep something from Layla about her father. Yes. And oh. all I have to say is like, Mark, bruh, tell her. <laughs> that's all I gotta say. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, let me just say this. In the next episode, you find out some of that truth, and oh boy. Oh Perfect. Boy. Okay. So, and I will say this. It's funny because now no one else in the world knows what's going to happen next now that the fourth episode has been out because when uh, previews and such for screeners and reviews for early people like media to find out what happened, they sent out the first four episodes. Mm. Some of this information uh, it's on the newest episode. is out there already. You can find it now uh, if you haven't seen it uh, yet. Uh, I encourage you to just watch the episode because the, the ending of the episode is a big, oh, what the fuck is going on now? Mm-hmm. What happened? What happened to the story? It's totally different now. Yeah, but it's it, I can't say much else. It's too it's too spoilery, and it ended kind of very funny in a way I didn't expect it. In, in a way I didn't expect, honestly. Uh, almost okay. I, I had a little chuckle, but it's where we've gone to get there is amazing. So, yeah, Moon Knight, check it out, guys. It's been a lot of fun so far, and probably talk about it when it's over. Also, right before uh, Multiverse of Madness. Hell yeah! Um, let's move on now to what to, to what we stuff that we close with here. What are we gaming, Jordan? Hey, what what am I gaming? Well, um, oh, I, I did more Hades. Game. I did more Hades, but like, eh, it's not really all that interesting now. It's like nothing has really happened plot wise. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone's vibing, everyone's chilling. You know, I'm trying to get uh, complete my list of boons. Uh, the tombs are getting harder and harder. Mm-hmm. Those packs of punishment are really testing me. But um, in more interesting news, I have continued 
my adventures in Shadow of the Colossus to the point where I have all but two mm -hmm. to defeat. Oh boy, hang on, let's open. And I just wanted to show you like a little preview of like all the colossi, like these silhouettes. They're all very big. Yes, they very are all large. very big. For context, on the left here, here is me. <laughs> oh. Yes. Oh. Here is my character. That's you. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Um, there have been some... There there have definitely been some pretty interesting ones. Where's the spider boy? Oh, boy. Oh, here he is. Uh, number eight. It's... Actually, no. He's a lizard. Like, he's a lizard that crawls on walls, which is huh. super creepy. <laughs> huh. Um, How many are uh, there? Some, Sorry, you, all the, you have to be all of these? Yeah, you gotta kill all of them. Holy shit. The, the t I don't know what's scarier to me. The, t the really tall one all the way to the right or the, just the giant long land one? Yeah. Is that a land thing? Are they? Are, I thought there was only one. About the one up top? Yeah. Oh, Phalanx. Phalanx is an aerial one. Oh. He flies. And you find him in a desert. So how do you get up there? Figure it out. Good luck. Oh my god. Yeah, that one was quite fun. Um, there was quite a few ones on horseback, including uh, a sort of a, a sand dune one, Dirge, which mm -hmm. um, you wouldn't think is very scary. And you're just you're just kind of trotting along. Then you hear like you feel like so you hear like something rumbling behind you. It's getting louder. And like and it's like, what the hell's going? Oh my god! Oh, yeah. Oh, so that that was a fun one. That that <laughs> that made me jump. Uh isn't isn't the horse great? Isn't he a great horse? Oh, oh Agro's the best boy. Agro's the best. He's the best in the game. Yes. Uh, you, it's funny when you do call him and he's over there, like um, taking a drink of water from a lake or something, or eating some <laughs> grass, and he he'll look up at you, and then he takes like a couple seconds before he starts to walk over. He's like, "All right, fine." <laughs> um, he's quite fun though. What else? Uh, oh yeah, this one was a weird one. Pelagia. Um, mm -hmm. Basically, this gimmick one is find the weak spot because it's not in like the back or the head. Um, and the way you do that is actually kind of piloting it in a weird way. Oh, you have to smack like the the stones on top of its head there that the things that are glowing green. Yeah, uh, it's a little awkward to control, but it's definitely kind of interesting. And I do like it. it's a bit of a challenge. It's unique from the other ones to where the weak spots in a wildly different place yeah exactly it's um, they've all been at the head normally right yeah normally it's in the head or or there are multiple ones along the back depending on how wide or how long their backs are got it um finally i want to talk about this fucker oh i've seen him he's so fast right yeah he's fast and he kicked the shit out of me you need to get on I, for this guy it's like you need to get on the high ground right so you get the high ground just shoot arrows at him well, there is high ground involved, but the way to beat him is essentially the only thing that he's afraid of really is fire. So oh. you gotta light a torch, and you gotta keep swinging at him until he backs up to the edge of a cliff and then falls over. That breaks his armor off his back, and oh. then you can climb on him, and then you can stab him. Oh. Um, but it is tricky to get started on that, because for a long time, I didn't know you could actually climb the, uh, the, the uh, giant... Uh, pedestals that had the uh the flames the columns of flame on them ah okay so i just kept getting ragdolled and speared by this oh. thing um i didn't die but he was just launching me 
about like twenty feet through the air. <laughs> he was basically he was almost comboing me at some points, but um Wombo yeah, Shadow of the Colossus is still a stellar, stellar game. Uh it's just uh absolutely legendary game. I just I I know know why people love it and we got two more to go. Hell yeah. The last one being the giant one that uh, you saw on the uh, on the right. Yes. This guy's the last one. I'm I am i terrified because he oh, looks yeah. like a Titan from Attack on Titan, and it I don't know how that's gonna go. God, that's a show I need to catch up on too. Oh yeah, shit's getting wild on that show, man. Oh yeah, from what I've heard, yeah. <laughs> Lord. All, right. All right. Well, that's my gaming. Nice. Um, I I put I played some more. It takes two. It it's been fun. That's uh, we're looking for some book pages now, and we have to beat levels to uh, get to the book page. So I think we've gotten one so far. It's like whatever the answer was, or whatever the, what, the what, end. What do you do with those book pages, Jared? Are you substituting book pages in your child's favorite book for like their divorce papers or something <laughs> to remind her? Um, it's. It, they're looking for the book pages that will maybe tell them how it is that they're going to get out of whatever they're doing there. Mm. And Dr. Hakeem's just like, you need to work on your relationship. You all need to become friends again. And they're not listening at all. No. I mean, they're, they are complimenting each other. We saw, we heard them compliment each other for the first time in a while, uh, like on how, on their building skills and how they built like these cool little worlds that are fun for their child to play in. Oh, or I think they're in a snow globe kind of world, looking world right now, I, if I remember correctly. It's go, we're, the game's going. We're certainly going. We're just being better parents than the bar- parents of the game. Fuck the parents. Yes. Okay. That that's that's what I gotta say. Let's go on to what. That's what I gamed. What are we watching, listening to, reading, shit like that? Uh, like. Sorry. <laughs> um. Well. I wasn't going glug glug, but I was getting filthy because mm-hmm. I watched the NASCAR Bristol Dirt Race. Go for it, tell me dirty. And, yeah, <laughs> and um, I just I don't know. I mean, a lot of NASCAR, a long time NASCAR fans think it's like, oh, it's yeah, it's like oh, it's a gimmick. It's a silly gimmick to boost ratings, but I I think it's a fun to watch because the cars on the turns are you know they're not straight, they're sliding. <laughs> <laughs> They're sliding around a little bit. It's not uncontrollable, but it's it's it is fun to see those cars kind of listen. They're turning left, but they're slight. But the backs are sliding. Right, and then another left turn, left turn, and then another left turn. And visually, I just think that's kind of cool to watch. Um, impressive to see like um, different drivers like able to ha- how well they can keep it straight, and how others just can't. <laughs> oh. Um, Daniel Suarez uh, had some of the sexiest, cleanest laps I've ever seen. Like, just no, like, no grip issues whatsoever. That guy knew what he was doing, man. Grip issues? Because it's it's just dirt, and, you Uh, know, and, like, the back slides out from under you when you drift a little bit. Oh, okay. There's, you know, different surfaces and things like that. The track changed as well throughout the night because grooves were being formed by driving around uh, it. So the track was changing with grip and stuff like that. Um, oh, I didn't even think of that. That's cool. Yeah, and that's like an interesting part of a NASCAR. People think it's just like no skill whatsoever, but it's like no, the track changes. Even like with asphalt the more you drive around it the more the ground heats up, your grip changes, tire pressure changes. They have to consider all of that. Hmm. In order to get the fastest time, in order to actually advance their position and pass people 
couple of rain delays in the middle of the race were a little unfortunate and at one point caused some confusion as to who actually was in the lead because they paused the race for rain for, uh, right as either right before they were about to do uh, non-competitive pit stops, which means the whole field is frozen in their positions. Everyone's got like 10 minutes to like clean dirt off the grill if they need to or make modifications. And there was, like, some confusion about who was the leader, and, like, they had to take, like, five minutes to try and explain who the leader was, <laughs> mm. um, which isn't really all that good. They need to make, make the rules le either less clear, either more clear, mm. or less convoluted or explain it better. The finish was pretty good. Uh, it had two guys up front, two new guys. The guy in first never won a race before. Last lap, the guy in second tried to make a final dive bomb pass rear end got a little rear end got loose and just went straight into the first place guy and they both spun mm. and he got robbed of his first win by kyle bush oh kyle bush the the guy who just went oh third is bad it's regressing the sport <laughs> gets on the podium Woo! i love dirt dirt tracks <laughs> yes yeah <laughs> of course <laughs> Yeah, Kyle. I mean, I I I love Kyle Busch. He's just the salty veteran. Um, I'm glad he won a race, but man, I, I my heart goes out to Tyler Reddick because he did a he he did a stellar job. Hell just, yeah! Shout out to, to Tyler Red. You said Tyler Reddick. Tyler Reddick. Shout out to him. He should have run. Should have won. <laughs> yeah, I think he will at some point eventually. Like he's, I think he's too good not. But yeah, that was Bristol Dirt. Hell yeah! Uh, next week is Talladega. <laughs> Talladega. Yeah, Talladega Nights. <laughs> Help me, Ricky Bobby. Help me, Tom Cruise. I can't wait. <laughs> Hell yeah. Well, as you're, as you're waiting on that, I finally watched some movies I've been waiting to finally take out mm -hmm. and watch. And those include Turning Red. I watched that one with my girlfriend. Just loved it. She took, I remember, what was it? She took Tuesday to basically just watch, uh, to just watch a bunch of stuff that she was needed to catch up on. She saw that. She told me she saw... Um, Soul for the first time, which I remember we watched. That was great. Mm -hmm. And what was one of the other ones? It was one of the other Pixar's that came out recently. I think. Canto. Yes, in Canto. No, that wasn't Pixar, but she did watch that and liked oh, it. Oh, okay. It's Disney. Whatever. I need to see Encanto still too. Yes. Turning Red is basically about a girl who, uh, and this is a movie that talks basically about you know what periods are like. You know, basically a girl instead of her first period, uh, she she turns into. Uh, this red panda creature. Yeah, fuzzy red panda. It's a metaphor for menstruation, folks. Yeah, basically, yeah. And uh, what happens is it was not really like... Uh, what happens is she and her family run this little temple where they talk about how her family for th hundreds and thousands of years have uh, was blessed and protect uh, were protectors uh, with this panda because uh, all the men would go off to fights and, and this woman who like prayed to the red panda gods to like help her protect her town... And uh, all of a sudden, did that, but also help uh, ask that it would be passed on to her children and, tr and go on and on, and you know that would made different forms of a red panda, uh, like you know different, uh, and it more uh, it's more of a curse basically. It's a curse and yeah. not uh, a blessing. And yeah. uh, the girl has to she has they have to wait till the next red moon because uh, this happens the first one that comes on your first red moon, and usually it happens a little bit later than in life, not as early. Mm. Where then afterwards you have to take the uh, the spirit and put it into a piece of jewelry for yourself, basically. Mm. 
that you'll carry around and keep and keep around on you because it keeps your uh, your red panda spirit in inside of you. Yeah, it keeps it sort of in control, I guess. And under control, because it's also like it's a bit about rage too. It can. Uh, the mom is all about controlling your emotions. I don't remember if you saw how in some trailers, like the girl is like in her classroom, is like your mom's outside. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I love. Um, from what I understand, like um, I want to ask you, like how the how the kids behave, and people are going like, "Oh, kids don't act like that." And I'm like, "No, they super." Oh, kid. the kids so act like kids. It's amazing. Like. Oh, like what? Like what grade are they in? Fifth, sixth grade? They're eighth graders. Okay, they're eighth graders. Yeah, that is the period where you are the most cringe. Exactly, you're the most there cringe and no most weird. Filter. There, there is no stopping that. Basically, just... yeah. And you see how they're all dancing. Yeah, you see how they're all dancing at one point together, the group of friends. It's all because oh, no, I need to see that. But I've seen screenshots, and I'm like, yep, that's eighth it's because those are middle schoolers. Yep. It's because they're into this uh, boy band called like Four Town, and like, guess what? They're they're trying to get to uh, a concert for them, their first concert ever, to see this boy band Four Town, and you know, days happen to line up with what, uh, with other days, and you can assume, and you can see where it's going to go from there. You know, the oh, concert yeah. lines up, and shenanigans ensue, yes. uh, and needing Four Town to- played by BTS. Is Four Town played by the Korean pop band BTS? Uh, they are not. They are not. Okay. They're American guys, whoever they are. Okay. Or maybe even Canadian guys. I don't know. Probably are Canadian. This I don't know, but it takes place in the Toronto. Yes. In your in your country in your area. Yes. Yes. In my in your backwoods where I was born. Uh, I gotta ask you about Toronto. Uh, is there construction anywhere? At the end of the movie, there's some construction happening. Okay, all right, because I will say, like, Toronto is frequently under construction because it is a dump. <laughs> I love Toronto, but it is a dump. That they are, they, there are construction jobs that will never be finished. Yeah, we didn't. Clinton st- Avenue will always be closed. <laughs> no matter, it will always be one lane forever, both ways. <laughs> there is no escaping it. It is inevitable. Anyways, some of that, saw some of the red. Canadian fans. Yes, I saw Turning Red. Uh, yeah, on Tuesday night, it was amazing. I loved watching it. The next day, um, I watched. So, uh, yesterday, I watched some things. I watched The Phantom Menace again because I wanted to watch it for reasons. I watched the new Moon Knight episode, and I watched Free Guy. Oh, yeah. I really wanted to see it. Mm-hmm. And oh my goodness, it's just as fun. Like at parts, I'm like, oh, it's kind of cringe and weird, but like also, it's like, oh, it's kind of smart. I like yeah. that. Like, it's about, um, as you know, as kind of we know it from the trailer, it's basically that um, an AI, in this case, uh, the Ryan Reynolds character, comes to, is coming to life, uh, is like the first real AI in a video game uh, they've cr- ever, and designed to like grow and actually feel emotions and notice the changing things. Like, he notices that he's a life that it's repeating. Like, it's got a goldfish that he says hello to every morning. And then, uh, and then there's people with sunglasses, the gamers. And then, you know, he eventually gets sunglasses, sees what the world's really like. As also, there's, uh, there's something else happening there. Uh, uh, you, still, you see how he kisses a girl, and that girl is like, oh, what happened? This AI is kissing me in real life. <laughs> yeah. Weird. It's not real life, where it's kissing me in the game. And she lets it happen. Because they all think that this AI is a real person. Doing oh. real hero shit. And, like, Take Waititi, the guy who owns the game and created the game, Free City, is like... I want this player gone. I want him out of here. What's going on here? 
and they don't they think it's a real person and then and then they're like but he's getting the game lots of views and people want to talk to him or i want him promoted gotta find him oh by the way there's like cameos by like big time streamers in this movie too like jack septicai of Jack's- course there's hey well i like jack jack's in the game pokimane is in the game i don't know if you're okay pokimane i know head. her and uh there was like one other guy who i don't i don't know his ninja. name i think ninja was in it for like a second okay because he had blue uh, bright blue hair that's yes. probably ninja i don't think his hair was blue at the time there's some other guy he was like english like not not uh because jack is irish but this guy was like english like i don't know if you've ever seen youtuber news no, YouTube never mind. News? Never mind. Some so, certain, it's a guy yeah. named Ben something. I don't remember. His, I don't fully know his name. Whatever. Yeah. But I love the cameos are all really fun and good. They're all watching like the end of a game. Basically, everyone is streaming. Like it goes a little over the top because like it's the biggest game in the world, and like all these like ending effects are like uh, big stuff that they're promoting. Like and interviews that are, that are happening in game are being streamed live. Like, um, oh, there's a great scene where like Channing Tatum it plays like the guy in the game. Like he's playing, oh, it's a staff show. Will my staff show save us? Oh my God, guys, it's Blue Shirt Guy. But in real life, it's a guy who's talking like this. He's like, oh right, guys, look at my streamer. It's, it's Blue Shirt Guy. Hey, you want to get this, this, this? He's talking like this and he looks like nerdy as shit. Um, there was a movie recently where a guy play where you see a guy play um the owner of a video store I think and he I forget he, was it in Stranger Things? Maybe it was. Oh yeah, wait. Yeah, you've seen Stranger Things. Yeah, cuz remember how they try to work for the video store and like what's his name doesn't really know movies. Yeah, I remember that character. <laughs> yeah, that guy. That's who's playing. That's the guy in real life. That's Channing Tatum's guy in real life. Interesting. All right. Yeah. Oh, speaking of the guy from Stranger Things, Joe Keery, he's like the main guy, or the the main real guy. Uh, it's her, him and, and the girl in the game who I can't remember her uh, the actress, but in the the sh- the movie, her name is Millie or Molotov Girl. They wrote another game that got bought by Taiko Atiti's character and built on uh, fr- they built Free City with that game, basically. All right, with with a lot of assets from that game and. A lawsuit is trying to take place where they're saying my game is in that game you stole it after you bought it from us you didn't use the code right and now we're trying to sue you back basically yeah also you claimed owner also you claimed ownership of the the assets that i built yes that my my team built basically yeah uh great movie watch it i loved it um it's hilarious definitely worth a i think i'll watch it again even it's it's worth a rewatch um where did you watch it I watched it on Disney Plus. Oh, it's on Disney Plus. Okay. Yes, it is. Cool. Watched a lot of Disney Plus. And then I checked out Brand New Cherry Flavor. Another thing about stolen property, in this case, a book being stolen, uh, or no, a mo- an indie movie being stolen to try and make it bigger by this producer. And the producer keeps it, like promising, like, you know, she's going to give her what she wants, and but also is hitting on her. Also, this is, I think, the 90s that's taking place, by the way. So, like, yeah, you know, he's hitting on her trying to like get her to sleep with him to get it actually made takes over them and basically steals the film by the end because this guy's a dirtbag uh and this and with the help from this lady is able to hurt him physically like somehow i don't understand entirely yet i need to see more but i'm looking forward to more of what i'm seeing in the show i'm enjoying what i've seen so far and that's really all i've got to talk about and i think that's all we really got to say here 
Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much good stuff so far. Glad you guys were here to enjoy it. I like it if you were here. Hope you said, hope you enjoyed, hope you liked it. Hope you, I'm going to stop talking because uh, I'm going to let Jordan just take it away. Yes, so thank you so, so much for joining us here this week. Whether it was watching us live here on twitch.tv slash underscore securecast, that's the web address, or listening to the audio recording of this podcast on either Google Podcast, Amazon Music, Audible, TuneIn Radio, Alexa, Listen Notes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Pandora, or our lovely host website, Podbean, uh, jandjsecurecast.podbean.com, where you can listen to all of our previous episodes and download them and listen to them whenever you want. Don't forget to share the show. Let us know when you're listening on social media. Tell a friend or trick a friend into listening to our show by telling them it's something else, only to find out that we're cooler. That's not the voice I was expecting it to be. Hey, but it was a voice. Yes. Pretty cool, though. Thank you. Yeah, and you can find us on our Facebook page, our main source of information for us. It's uh, facebook.com slash jjsecurecastpod. And you can follow us on Twitter as well, at JJSecureCastPod, and... And... Yes. Instagram. Do it for the gram. We did it for the gram. We made a gram for you guys. While we were at the concert last week, we made an Instagram. Or I made an Instagram because I was like, guy from Nocturnal Affair, I want to interview you. <laughs> I was like, get me on Instagram. I was like, oh yeah, okay, cool. I gotta get an Instagram now for the show. Shit. Okay. <laughs> and that's how I made it. Alexa, we are expanding oh. our social media. Yes. It's the same... And, uh, yeah, same handle. Yep, go ahead. So go ahead, as you're about to say. Yeah, it's, uh, is it the same handle at JJ Pod on Instagram? Yes, it is. Awesome. Okay. Same thing. Uh, and don't forget to follow us on our social medias, which you can find on the top left of our screen. Uh, but if you're just listening to the audio version of this podcast, follow me on Instagram and Twitter at jryan9000. <laughs> Cool, and you can follow uh, Marvin the Martian on Twitter at jgalls1918, Instagram at jgalls15, and on Twitch at twitch.tv slash jgalls15. Yes, indeed. If you're listening to us on Podbean, Spotify... And with that, we've locked up the secure guest for the evening. For the evening. For the evening, indeed. And, uh, God, more things getting pumped up. I need to go rewatch Dynamite from yesterday because I slept through it. I need to upload episode uh, it's episode 51 and 53 for us. Oh, speaking of Dynamite, I forgot to ask you, did you see Dan Housen try and curse William Regal? I saw that video, yes. That was good. That was hilarious. <laughs> God bless him. God, God bless Regal. God, he's so up for just doing fun and ch- funny stuff, and it's awesome. Because it's like the Dan House and Curse gimmick, like well, that. It's it's just like, as an older wrestler who comes from a completely different background, it's like I can't imagine. It's like, man, how? It's like, man, how do you sell that? But Regal just he just knows. He gets it. He he gets it, and it's so good to see him getting it. 
Oh god, did you see he tried to challenge Hook? He's been trying to challenge Hook and like actually said, You won't take my curse! You gotta fight Stanhausen now! Yes. The curse is the curse is failing. This is the gonna curse be... does not work on this hook. <laughs> yeah. I understand. It's funny because it's funny because like technically this would be like Hook's first real big opponent. But it's also Danhausen's debut match. Which is it? That's pretty interesting, actually. Oh, oh! I want to say something. I want to say something that I wanted uh, a certain match uh, to come out of the new Forbidden Door pay-per-view. It needs to be a three-way match between uh, Danhausen, Orange Cassidy, and Toriano. Toriano, yep. And um, it needs to be a... I don't know, something on a pole match. Oh, yeah. Pole match, specifically. It has to be. <laughs> it's got to go full <laughs> full comedy. I don't know. Yep. I still see Toro Yano winning in that one, though, if I'm being honest. He always finds a way to win. He, he does. He's, un- he's actually unstoppable. He's more unstoppable than Goldberg, really. He really is. <laughs> he beat Moxley. He was Moxley's first NJPW lost. That's right. Mm-hmm. But for now, guys... With all that being said here... What the hell? Oh. Uh-oh. It's not playing. Oh, there we go. There he is. That's it. That's what we're doing. That's how we're stopping things here. Uh, Jordan, anything cool coming up? Uh, I Well, not for a while, but I am going to... Uh, in July, I'm going to TFCon. Hell yes. Hell yeah. To Transformers Convention. Also... Before that, I'm gonna visit my grandma in Toronto. Hell yeah, my family up I'm, there. I might last minute go to Castle Point Anime Con next weekend if you're down. Oh man, I'm not sure. If I gotta check. What it's in Rutherford. It's only it's on a sun. It's a Saturday and Sunday only. Oh okay. Yeah. I'll definitely. Yeah, I'll definitely consider that. Yeah. Check check it out. Look it up. We'll maybe we'll be going to Castle Point. Ooh, okay. Maybe we'll be there. Thank you guys so much for, for listening. Thank you guys for watching. Have yourselves a good night.